Welcome to the Green Edge podcast with Michael Cross and me, Fraser Harper. This is our update for the week ending 15th of December 2023. And so we come to the end of another year. Ah, me, Tempest Fugit and all that. Well, not quite the end of the year yet, of course. There are still a few working from home days left before Christmas and much to talk about for many, no doubt, from COP28, which has just closed its doors in Dubai to let the great and the good earn their offset air miles home in fond anticipation of the next jolly next year in Azerbaijan. Michael, thoughts from you on what came out of Dubai? Well, I suppose it was one small step forward in terms of the language being used. There were some very good side events and main days on skills and youth, which is the future of the workforce to take us to a green future. And I think my first port of call will be looking at Carbon Brief, who have summarised everything in great detail to a readable length, rather than having 70,000 people look over my shoulders. So uh, I will look at that in the next few days. Okay, and I'm sure we'll talk more about that in the new year, no doubt. And the new year is when you'll next hear from us on The Green Edge, because Michael and I are hanging up our stockings for three weeks or so, and taking a wee break from the posting and podcasting to chew on a thoughtful mince pie or two and ruminate a little on what 2024 might bring. And our final post of the year contains a brief retrospective of what we said at the beginning of 2023 about how interactions between national and local government, together with good data and proper definitions of occupations and skills, we thought were going to be critical for 2023. Michael, how did it all go? I think we made some tentative steps forward. If you delve into the local, I think there's some really powerful activities going on in many of our major cities and combined authorities. So I think there's progress there. I think the move on the data front with the work that the Unit for Future Skills at the DFE have done and their move into a UK taxonomy system will be a good move. And so I think those are positives. And I'm looking forward to all that coming together with the Green Jobs Delivery Group's report for the Net Zero Workforce Plan. So I think there'll be a critical start to the new year. I'm not sure when that report is slated to come out, but it looks like it'll be into the second quarter. Yeah, it's beginning to look that way now. Well, we've kept the pressure on over the course of this year and posted and podcasted each week on things that have hove into our view. And as we say in this week's post, alongside our business as usual, we've had the privilege this year of working with a couple of the English LSIPs on their green deep dives, plus City and Guilds, of course. And we're just announcing a new collaboration with Ingenuity that we're working on right now and we'll talk about more in the new year. Plus, of course, Michael, your monthly report roundups. Highlights of the year for you. I think we've had a number of highlights in terms of conversations with people. I thought we had a very interesting and challenging conversation with Jamie Agomba of students working on sustainability issues. And I thought that was really challenging in the respect to the whole rethinking of education along the lines we're seeing emerging from the new universities. But also, we had a great conversation with Paul Aman up at Liverpool about the whole idea of closing the gap 
but viewing that from a combined authority point of view, and obviously with a great opportunity created by the transition to net zero and the opportunities that creates for local people to enter new career paths. So I think there were two really good detailed conversations of which we've used part with our podcasts. How about yourself? Well, I certainly agree with you on those points. I think Jamie at SOS UK, he had some really good points to make, as did Paul up in Liverpool. But I have to say, for me, some of the highlights were when we got the opportunity to talk to people who were doing what we might consider to be real things in their businesses around sustainability. We find a lot of them, Michael, don't we? And a lot of them are struggling to get support but there are a load of very inspired and inspiring people out there. I think the post we did on Yellow Interiors back in August was a good example. And when we talked to Joe Bowler there, she told us about Yellow's work and the database they're building for sustainable products in the commercial interiors supply chain. And then in October, we wrote a piece on the Repair Cafe. We also talked to Claire Seek at the Portsmouth Repair Cafe. I have a feeling we're going to be hearing a lot more about the repair economy in general through next year and beyond. I think we should also add a conversation we had with Leah Robson at Your Energy, Your Way. I thought that was quite inspirational, the way she was trying to crack the skills problems in a very pragmatic way and was looking out to the big system to try and catch up with her and help her in that process. We've used some of the conversation we had with Leah in the City and Guilds podcasts, which have gone into City and Guilds, but we haven't used them in the public podcast yet or any of our weekly podcasts. So that's something for us to uh, certainly put together in the new year. But for now, our final reminder of the year that you can find this week's post on greenedge.substack.com. And you can also find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your usual podcasts. Right, let's take a pause there and bring you up to speed on what was our last chat of the year with Heidi Barnard. Now, Heidi is Head of Sustainability at NHS Supply Chain, and that's quite some supply chain as Heidi described it. So NHS Supply Chain supply predominantly products into the NHS. We have in the region of 650,000 products within our catalogue, supplying hundreds of trusts daily. There are about 17 million deliveries a year, and that is the length and breadth of the country. Now, we bumped into Heidi a few weeks ago at a sustainability roundtable event held by Deloitte and IEMA, and afterwards we contacted her to ask for a chat, which she graciously accepted. And here's what she told us about some of her work at NHS Supply Chain. We're doing a huge amount of work around decarbonising our entire Scope 1, 2 and 3. Predominantly, though, our impact lies within our Scope 3 emissions, and this is where collaboration with our suppliers and supply chain partners is fundamental to us delivering or achieving anything. We all get there or none of us do, as I commonly say to too many of our suppliers. And actually thinking about the future and having their businesses being sustainable, not just now, but also being, being able to continue suppliers into the future. Because we don't just need dressings and bandages and patient solutions today. We're going to need them tomorrow and we're going to need them in five years and in 50 years time. So. The big thing that we're working on now is making sure that all of our suppliers understand what we're asking for, when we're asking for it, and being really quite specific and breaking down into simple bite-sized chunks for them to go at so that they know what to expect when they come to us and want to supply into the NHS, but also what the ongoing expectation is going to be for them. 
Well, we had a really interesting chat with Heidi Barnard, and we're hoping to get another conversation with her for a post sometime in the new year. But for now, Michael, let's look ahead to 2024. And as we wrote in this week's post, we think there are three focus areas for us, certainly, to focus on next year. First of all, to tell stories of best practice, particularly in local sustainability efforts. Yes, to some extent, this is what I would call micro policy in action. If we can see best practice happening, you just ask the question, why is it happening in this place and not somewhere else? And also, if you're going to design a policy, how can you design it to help these organizations and these changes flourish? So you can link the micro and the macro at the same time. And that'll be really useful because we've come across so many great examples of what people are trying to beaver away and do, despite what the system might be allowing them and supporting them to do. We have indeed. And I think telling some of those stories is of value. We we certainly hope so. Okay, so that's the first focus. Secondly, to champion what we're calling competences for sustainability. And this goes beyond just skills for net zero, doesn't it? It does. It's the broader piece of the total circular economy in action and also taking in all of us within society. But it also walks us into natures of assessment, nature of curriculum, formats of those curriculum, access to it as well. And so we can all acquire the right knowledge and skills and develop the right competences over a period of time. Indeed, it's all of those things. And the other part of it, Michael, and this is the third focus, is to look at how hearts and minds can be engaged more in this whole sustainability thing, isn't it? It is. I think that runs parallel to two areas for me. One is around the just transition, and therefore high engagement, we can all seek to win from this process. And the other part is around engaging with us as consumers, because we have a lot of consumer choices to make, how we heat our homes, what we eat, when we eat, what sort of mobility systems we use to get around. And therefore, we've got to engage with people and win hearts and minds to get those decisions right. We've already seen where the engagement has not happened. If you take the ULEZ system for Manchester, was pushed back on a local lobby as opposed to in London, where there were wobbles around it, but it is in place and it is not mentioned by anybody now. Strange that, isn't it? Thank you, Michael. It's been a pleasure writing The Green Edge with you in 2023, and I wish you and yours all the best for Christmas and the new year, and compliments of the upcoming season for all our readers and listeners. Now, we'll be back early in the new year with our smart new Green Edge logo and our hope that we can continue in our own small way to contribute to the restoration of a sustainable planet. Happy Christmas. Thank you for listening to this Green Edge podcast. This podcast series accompanies the Green Edge newsletter to which you can subscribe at greenedge.substack.com. The Green Edge is produced by Blue Mirror Insights. 